Entrepreneur Weekly interviews the brilliant leaders of today in order to provide a stepping stone of wisdom on the journey to personal business ownership. Now, here's your host, Alan Taylor. Well, here we are, a fun show in store today for sure. You know, as a young kid, I thought, if I could only be a millionaire, someday I want to be a millionaire. Well, in today's world, you can be a billionaire. Yeah, as my friend Randy, who I'm my dear friend Randy Garn, who's been on the show many times, he says, you can be a gazillionaire also. But I said to him, I said, you know, it's so hard for people to understand the difference between a millionaire and a billionaire. Let me give you an example. 3.5 million seconds, you ready for this, is 40.5 days. So that's 3.5 million seconds. 3.5 billion seconds is 111 years. To give you an example, between 40.5 days and 111 years. So when you're a billionaire, it makes a big, big difference. And today we've got a billionaire on the show. His name is Glenn Stearns. He is the actual undercover billionaire from Discovery Channel. You guys can probably go online and watch that, Discovery Plus or Discovery Go. But second season out, he's got lots of stuff going on. This is a very cool show, but I needed to set the pace there a little bit for people so they could understand the difference between being a millionaire and a billionaire. It's huge. Now, Glenn, welcome to the show. Thanks for joining us, by the way. <laughs> How you doing, Alan? I, and I, I got one more. And the reason why my friend sent me something, he says, you know, you know, what's going on in the political world these days, since it's all over the news constantly, they're talking about this $3.5 trillion um, thing they're trying to get passed, right? I won't get political, but this is funny. That so, sounds like a lot of money. A lot of money. 3.5 million seconds is 40.5 days. 3.5 billion seconds is 111 years. 3.5 trillion seconds equals 111,000 years. So when you go from billions to trillions, it's just it's that much of a bigger you know bite of the apple, you might say. Anyway, it's just uh, wow, it's it's interesting to be able to wrap your brain around these numbers sometimes. Now, my friend Randy and your friend Randy, that's how we met is through this buddy of ours, Randy Garner. Yeah, exactly. Randy says, Great "Tell guy. tell Glenn I love him," and I'm like, "I'll tell him." Man. You tell you tell everybody that, Randy. But Randy says, "You gotta ask him." The dude was literally broke, and he's a billionaire. Rags to riches. This is the real story. And I'm like, you know what? I believe it. And especially because, you know, that's the kind of the opening of your TV show, Undercover Billionaire. But I want to hear your story, Glenn, you know, from your mouth. Please. Sounds good. Yeah. <laughs> well, you know, I uh, first, thanks for having me on your show, yeah. Alan. I appreciate it. I will tell Randy uh, to uh, you know, to calm down. Back. Yeah. Right. And uh, but I um, yeah I I grew up. My mom was a grocery checker and cleaned homes. My dad was a printer. We were on the outskirts of Washington D.C., Baltimore, kind of you know that whole area. And you know you you only know what you know as far as how you grow up. And my life was. You know, I thought it was normal, but, uh, you know, I was dyslexic. I I didn't have um, a lot of great mentors in my life, but, you know, what did I know, right? And I, I ended up, I failed fourth grade. I am, by the time I got to eighth grade, I had a child. So 
so I was 14 years old with oh, a baby. Wow. And, um, yeah, so, I, you know, I, I guess, looking back, it wasn't your normal life, but... Right. But again, I you know only have I didn't have anything to compare it to, and so I ended up you know kind of falling in my family's footsteps as far as just they were all hard partiers and everybody you know had alcohol problems or drug problems and you know and here I am kind of going down that road in college, and then one night in the middle of it all, I just remember laughing at something and it. And it occurred to me, wow, I've laughed at the same dumb stuff every single night. Like, this is boring. I want to do something different in my life. And so I asked my buddy if he wanted to drive cross country. Let's go to California. He's like, when? I said, tomorrow. You know, let's go. <laughs> and uh, so we did. We packed up the car and uh, drove cross country and and um, found some other friends out here and slept on the floor. And then... Um, you know, I basically kind of I found myself one day by myself sitting on a bench overlooking the Pacific Ocean and in Cronin, Omar. There was beautiful homes and people and cars, and I was like, I want this life. You know, like, what does it take? And I was a young kid again. I didn't have a lot of structure. Right. And um, I walked up to the man in his yard, and he was trimming his rose bushes, and I said, What did it take? You know, what did it take to get this home? Like, I know I can do it. You know, just like, well, you know, what do you do? And he's like, Senor, I'm the gardener. Oh, <laughs> he's like, I, I love it. I love <laughs> it. I think the guy's in real estate. <laughs> All right, hold and, tight. Hold yeah, tight. We're going to, this is a cliffhanger to the other side. Talking to the undercover billionaire, Glenn Stearns, hearing his life story. I think we can all learn from this. This is Entrepreneur Weekly. Money for nothing and your chicks free. Now that ain't working, that's the way you do it. Let me tell you, damn guys ain't dumb. Maybe get up the stone. Listening to Entrepreneur Weekly. Now, here's your host, Alan Taylor. I love it. I love it. I love it. I got to have some more of it. Glenn Stearns, undercover billionaire, telling his life story. He's in LA. He's hitchhiked or got his way to, to LA. He walks up to the guy. He's watering his plants and says, How do you, how do you afford a house like this? And it was the gardener. <laughs> I just, just love that. So, so take it from there. Keep going. Yeah. <laughs> well, that didn't go so well. If at that point, you know, was just kind of missing the, you know, the the bigger picture. But you know, we all have to start somewhere, right? And right. so mine was definitely at the bottom. And but I saw a vision at that point, you know, and it was I wanted to live a better life, better than my family had lived in the past, and California looked to be it. So. You know, I decided to literally plant myself in California, stay away from all the bad influences of, you know, what I, my life and family and everything had kind of been like before and, and, um, put my head down and go to work. And I did, I got into the mortgage business. That's wow. how I started. You know, it was kind of crazy. Wow. And so, I mean, you were a young guy pretty at that point, really pretty young. Right. Right out of college, probably 20. Three, I okay. think, something like that. Okay, and then so your child at that point was uh, still in your life or not? Or what? She was. Okay. Yeah, she was. At that point, when I moved out, she was with her mom 
And, you know, I, again, I stayed, and a couple of years later, she moved out and lived with me. Oh, nice. And so, uh, yeah, so we've, you know, we remain close. She has yeah. two beautiful daughters and lives out here in California, and we get together probably just about every week. That's so. awesome. That I have four kids and, and some grandkids, and man, I can't go a week without seeing them. I, I tell you, that's that's life to me. Okay, sure. so you start in mortgage, and you build this company, but what I want to know is, along the way, what kind of made you that different guy that went from, like I was talking about, the millionaire kind of mentality to the billionaire mentality. What is the difference? How does a person make that jump? Because mortgage business is a great business, but what made yours different that, you know, you're the guy at the top. Yeah. You know, I, I think there are cycles in every thing we do pretty much. And especially in the real estate field. And, you know, I had learned that from my dad. He'd always talked about cycles that things, they just come back and they, they, you know, become popular again, and, and then they kind of fall out of favor. And, and so in our business of mortgage lending, I had realized I didn't want to just do a loan and broker it. I thought maybe if I could become a banker, I could pick up the back end. And then if I did that, maybe I could also become a title company and pick up the title work and then the credit work and the audit work. So I just kept expanding my business which is a little different than any of my competitors. They stayed in one lane. I, you know, I went in many lanes. And but every time I did that, by the way, and this is something for a lot of the people out there, you know, it wasn't successful right away. It was hard, and I failed and fell and got back up many, many, many times. And I opened my title company. I got three orders that first month, and I thought, oh crap, you know, like I am not going to be able to pay the rent, pay the people. And so every time it was a pivot, right? It was, what am I going to do now? You know, I don't know how I'm going to get myself out of this one. <laughs> and in this case, you know, I went to the federal government, the HUD, right? The Department of Housing and Urban Development. And I said, I noticed you have a lot of foreclosures. Can I do the title work for you? Oh, my you know, gosh. And... They said, well, you have to have a contract. And I was like, what's a contract? I don't <laughs> okay. get one. You know? All right, hold, hold tight. We're going to take another break. This is too good. I, the cliffhangers. We're talking about the journey <laughs> to being the undercover billionaire, Glenn Stearns. His uh, mortgage company, by the way, became the number one mortgage lending company um, with his name, Stearns. And um, he sold it. And now it's this new television show and what's next kind lending we're going to talk about all that with the undercover billionaire glenn stearns this is entrepreneur weekly don't go anywhere Listening to Entrepreneur Weekly. Now, here's your host, Alan Taylor. So, what does it take to become an entrepreneur? Grit, courage, kind of that fearless nature that entrepreneurs have naturally, that Glenn Stearns, the undercover billionaire, had, has, and teaches, in essence, teaches on his show, Undercover Billionaire. Now, 
how does he teach that? He shows you what he can do. Now, he shows up, and let me, for a moment, I want to come back to your story, but you show up kind of undercover, of course, the name undercover, undercover billionaire, and you have a cell phone and a hundred bucks, and your goal is in to make a a million dollar company kind of out of nothing in 90 days. And I mean, obviously you're in multiple seasons now, so you're doing it, but oh my gosh, and we're going to get to that. But you, we, we left off, Glenn, with you were at, at HUD and they said you need to have a contract. And you're like, huh? I remember the first time I put on a tie. I was 38 years old and I didn't know how to tie the tie. I had to ask somebody because I was going to be on television. I didn't know how to tie a tie. So somebody had to tie my tie. It was so embarrassing. I went and I bought like three or four different turtlenecks, you know. <laughs> so I thought, if I have a turtleneck, exactly. I was 38 years old before I'd worn a tie. I'd just never been in the business. So sometimes, you know, that next phase of life is coming at you. You don't even know it's coming at you, but something big is about to happen. And it was about to happen to you, I have a feeling, when you were with HUD. And they said, you have to have a contract. And you said, uh, pick it up from there. What's a contract for what? That's right. And, you know, so it's, what's funny is, you know, it's it, what I found in having some level of success in businesses, it's not usually the plan that you have written down years ago that happens. It's about what you do when things don't go the way you plan them, right? And in my case, I opened up a title company. I didn't have any business. I went to HUD and uh, a receptionist at HUD helped me and, and taught me and showed me how to get a contract. That's awesome. I went from one to being the largest HUD contractor in the country over wow. you know a period of many years. Yeah. And then I you know kept growing my outside business with HUD. I became an auditor for HUD, became the largest auditor for HUD. And all along, my mortgage company kept going about its own business, doing its own thing. And, um, you know, until eventually we came to the big financial crisis, you know, of 07, mm, yeah. where everybody was on their knees, including myself, in, in a lot of pain. And that's when the opportunities come. You know, when everyone's running for the doors, there's usually, you know, something there. And I noticed there was a lot of people being left on the sidelines. And so I went and grabbed as many people as I could and said, let's march up this hill together. And, and we did. And, and we became the largest lender in the country at the time. Hmm. Talking to Glenn Stearns, I love this, says he's an entrepreneur, mentor, pastor and philanthropist. Pastor. Oh, podcaster. Oh, but I think, <laughs> I think, Bless you, you. yeah, right. <laughs> I did that on purpose, but I just think it's funny because man, you had to do a lot of praying when you're in that situation with all of what was going on in 07, my, you know, I have a brother that's in the real estate industry and he was a number one. I mean, he was a number one in the world for one of the big uh, real estate companies. They took him to Japan to lecture on his successes and you know, 07, 08 lost four or $5 million in like a drop of a hat and it changed his whole life. So like you said, on your knees, I take that as you were on your knees praying. <laughs> so right. what did you do during that hard time? Well, you know, again, I had $100 million of buyback loans. I had class action lawsuits. I had wow. 50,000 feet in my main building. I needed about 8,000 feet, you know, on and on and on Oof. of problems. And what I found was instead of putting my head in the sand and thinking it's going to all get better, I put every single, 
issue down Lehman Brothers, 20 million, Bear Stearns, 10 million. You know, I owe all these people supposedly for bad loans. So I just got on a plane, flew to every single person and said, let's lock the door and figure it out wow. and not leave until we got it done. And, and that's what it took was getting in the face of everybody and said, you're either going to work with me or you're going to tell me to pound sand. And I said, I'm going to add up all my check marks. If I've got more on the side, I'll work with you, Glenn, then I'm going to fight like hell to make this work. And if not, you know, I know what to do, right? And every single group said they'd work with me. So, Isn't that great? Yeah, wow. it turned out, you know, to be a the kind of pivotal point in my life at that point. You know? Yeah, yeah. Now, just want to tell you what else my buddy Randy told me about you. He says, this man does everything with his wife. And and I you know, I gotta tell you, that's it's a rare thing because most of the time in relationships, entrepreneurs are one of the few groups of people that they're looking for anybody to help. Help, help, come, yes, help me, my wife, my kids, my you know, the the kids neighbor down the street. We need help. Come on over here. Like right now, we're getting ready for a big event that we're doing. And I've got little kids working and they're like, hey, can we you drive the golf cart? You you rake right. the leaves. It's like I don't care. It's like you do what you gotta do. But what happens is it teaches us how important each one of us is to each other, no matter how old, how young. And I'm going to come back to the fact that your gal that gave you a break was a secretary over at HUD that helped you to get to where you needed to go with them, which turned your company into one of the biggest mortgage companies, the number one mortgage lending company in America. We're talking to the undercover billionaire, Glenn Stearns, hearing his story firsthand. Don't go anywhere. Take a little short break. Come back with more Glenn. This is Entrepreneur Weekly. Don't forget our website, entrepreneur.com. You can meet a lot of folks like Glenn. Hi, I'm Alan Taylor from Entrepreneur Weekly. Child sexual exploitation is an unimaginable crime that continues to invade our communities and homes. The Maloof Foundation is confronting this crime by providing education, promoting healing, and ensuring justice for survivors. But this cause can't be won alone. Learn how you can join the Maloof Foundation in their efforts to preserve a child's right to freedom, hope, justice, and dignity at MaloofFoundation.org. That's M-A-L-O-U-F Foundation.org. <laughs> Listening to Entrepreneur Weekly. Now, here's your host, Alan Taylor. Well, most of you probably know this song. It is from ZZ Top, Bad to the Bone. And uh, that guy singing right there is my friend Billy Gibbons. I did a radio show with him for a while, and uh, he is definitely bad to the bone. Another guy that is bad to the bone is my friend now, Glenn Stearns. From Undercover Billionaire, it is on Discovery. You can watch it at Discovery Plus. You can, I think, even find it on Discovery Go. But, you know, it's on television. You can go and watch it. We're talking about what does it take to become a billionaire? And it's funny. 
I think if you just, it's a little train that could, you know, I, I think I can, I think I can, I think I can. You got to just have that attitude and not give up. I said to a guy today, he says to me, well, what, what do you want to do? You want to back up or you want to go straight ahead? I said, I might be three feet from gold. You know, there's that old story, three feet from gold. I don't want to stop when I'm three feet from gold. And I think Glenn Stearns is one of these guys. He's got the grit. He's got the, the determination. He's got the, the get up and go. Some people, their get up and go got up and went with this pandemic thing. And that's why it's important, Glenn, for us to have guys like you, people like you and your wife, who I think, I guess her name, Mindy, right? I, she can do an right. incredible rooster crow, by the way. I, I remember when I spoke to you one time. I still do the turkey. I can do turkeys like crazy. But anyway, Randy <laughs> well, said I had to give do you a run for your money. <laughs> right. So you were in the 2007 and eight crash. You actually went and faced the people that you owed money to. And every one of them was willing to work with you. The reason is, is because they're probably having people they're calling and they're not answering their phone. When not only did you answer your phone, you went and you faced them and said, look, I'm still here and I'm going to be here. Let's get through this together. And every one of them, and that's human nature. Human nature is such an important part of this because we human beings love a underdog. And you are definitely one of those underdog kind of guys. I love it. So bring us forward from there. Now, you recover from the, the crash or did you? I mean, you must have, obviously, but bring us from there. Sure. So uh, after the crash, you know, I was kind of one of the last men standing, so to speak. And, and as the business started to pick up, you know, we had brought in so many talented people that we began to thrive. And as I said, we ended up becoming the largest wholesaler in the country, one of the largest retailer lenders in the country. And, and it just began to work, you know. And so I did that. And right when I was on top of the world, you know, I get um, not feeling good. And next thing you know, I'm hit with some cancer in my throat. And so uh, I uh, basically take some time off. We go through the whole chemo radiation and everything. And, wow. and I brought in a, you know, an investor, Blackstone, came in and bought 70% of the company, which gave me an opportunity to step aside and uh, spend some time with my family, which was the right thing for me to do at the time. But there's only so much time, you know, where I just had that hunger for getting back up there and doing it again. And, <laughs> and um, I love it. So we came back, you know, just about two years ago and decided to do it again and opened up Kind Lending, which is a, kind of the anti-mortgage company. We don't, you know, we're not all about wearing the ties, as you said before. It's just about enjoying this road that we're on together, you know, really being servant leadership, having an understanding that we spend so much time in an office or together that we need to be happy. You know, right, it's right. an important part of of, um, of work. And so there's a lot of focus on that. and It's grown to be a pretty fun place to be right now. That is awesome. So the, the company, the new company is Kind Lending. And I want to know more about that company, as a matter of fact, because I think you're right. We're all getting to this place in our life right now where, you know, they, they talk about the pursuit of happiness. And I, I want to change that. It's the pursuit of joy because I can ride a roller coaster and be happy for a couple hours. And I do like doing that. And I like happy. But what really is fulfilling to me is is having joy 
which is in sharing my life and what I've learned with others. That's why I do this show. That's why you're on the show today is because we want to help. I think we want to help other people to find happiness and joy. That is fulfillment in our life. I want to finish well. And if I can finish okay. well, I don't want to be alone. I want to have a lot of people with me. So that's, that's the entrepreneur, I think, way. And that's what I've been taught through the years, through my mentors, such as yourself, you know, is, is what is life all about? And you just right. gave a great example of that. And here you are you know, back, what? right, doing it again. And I think a lot of people, when we get a little older, we tend to turtle up, you know, we're like, oh, I want to protect, I want to, you know, I want to make sure that I don't lose what I have. And, and, um, and I think we missed the point, right, of, to your point about the joy about, and, and what I found once I started going through the cancer, and once I got past it was when I look back at 2007 and eight, I enjoyed it, which is weird to be in such a, you know, horrible place of, but I, I was living, I felt alive to be able to go in and talk to people and, and negotiate and face the facts and not hide, you know, and right. ironically enough, you know, when I had some people approach me, to, they keep approaching me about doing a television show. I had been on a show about 15 years ago and had won it. It's a long story, but so all these production companies kept coming to me. Hey, you know, you want to do a show? Want to do a show? And I'd always say, no, it's okay. I said, I'll tell you what I would do. Put me anywhere in the country with no money, with no contacts, and I bet I could do it over again, you know? And so I would always say that. And I had my two good friends, John Elway and Richard Branson. They were both on the show, but they cut him out, believe it or not. Oh, my God. They said, <laughs> I know. And they said, I would never do it. <laughs> Glenn, what upside do you have? It's just going to, if you fail, you fail in front of millions. Right. And that's the point that, you know, if we turtle up and we don't live and try to just really swing for the fences, then where's the joy in, you know? And, and so I went for it, did the show, and fell into a deep hole, just like you do with being an entrepreneur. Right. How are you going to get yourself out of it? All those things happened on the show, and it was true life, right? It was exactly what happens when, you know, we live our lives. And But this time, I'm thinking, holy crap, I've got the whole world. They're watching me, and I'm going to fail. <laughs> right. Right? And, oh, hold it, hold it. Great, so, great place to do a, a, a cliffhanger. i got to take a commercial break. Oh, this is too good, Glenn. Glenn Stearns, undercover billionaire on Discovery, Discovery Plus. And you guys, if you haven't seen this show yet, go watch it. He's about to tell us what it was like uh, when he was failing and on, you know, on national television. This is Entrepreneur Weekly. Don't go anywhere. Listening to Entrepreneur Weekly, Entrepreneur Magazine on newsstands everywhere. Our website is an incredible resource, entrepreneur.com. And uh, you're listening to Entrepreneur Weekly. Every week we talk to uh, entrepreneurs about their journey. What does it take? The grit, the guts, and then comes the glory. Glenn Stearns is joining us. His company, by the way, you can find out more about it. Kind, K-I-N-D, Kind Lending. Dot com kindlending.com watch his television show undercover billionaire it's, it's fantastic okay so you were about to talk about what it was like when you were uh, right in the middle of 
about to fail and you were thinking, oh no, everything, uh, you know, everybody said was going to come true here. Now I'm on a, you know, millions of people watching as I take, pick it up from there. That's right. So, you know, and again, you know, any journey that we go on, right, there's always this risk that what if it doesn't work, right? right and I right. think I've seen so many people that freeze because of fear and the fact that they don't understand, you know, what's going to happen next. And when I was a kid, my mom would put my sister and I in a car and say, let's go, we're going to get lost. And we would drive and get lost. And it was always so fun to find our way home. And so if you take it and you look and you're afraid of what's around the corner, we're always going to be locked in fear. But if you're excited about what's around the corner, even though you don't know, you know, it'll change your perspective. And wow, great so analogy. when I did the show, I thought, why not do it? You know, I want to see if I can do this. And when the middle of it, when I was right in the middle, I realized more than likely, I can't find a way out of this. I am going to fail. And it was those voices that kind of speak to you and the kind of, you know, when you're right. you a devil on your shoulder telling you, you know, stop, yep. leave, run, right. hide. Doubt. And um, yes. And so I heard that so loud and I thought, maybe I can just kind of blow this whole thing up and it'll never air. Right. You know, I, I can just walk out. <laughs> oh, no. and, and, I mean, it was that right. feeling that I'm going to be a colossal failure in front of the world. Right. And, yeah, but that's when you need to just, you know, double down, bite down hard, yeah. and double down. And so, by doing that in the show, it turned out very well, and everything worked very, very well. Wow. Um, and then, you know, if you watch the second season, it's called Undercover Billionaire Comeback City. There's mm. another season too, but so there's been three right now. But Comeback City, you'll see the very ending, which I'm very proud of. But, but anyway, what ends up happening is. You know, every time, you know, I get into those deep holes, you know, we all pull ourselves out somehow. Something right. saves us, right? And I don't mean maybe you do lose the home or lose the business or lose the... Well, right. You, you have know, to pivot. You, you and, grow from it. Right. There right? must be not, something else that happens because you, you're you not willing to stop living because some people, they're just existing. They curl up into a ball like you talked about earlier, but I got to keep going. So you pivot and then you take all of your learnings and you push them in that direction. And then whatever that other thing is, the big, big success. I love this story, by the exactly. way. Exactly. Keep going. Keep that's going. That's right. And that's exactly what happens in life, right? And so, you know, and, and, and then this was a perfect example on the show where we pivoted a couple times, came out on top. And I've never been more proud. And, awesome. you know, what came out of it was, you know, I did it because I wanted to show my kids that you know, I'd gone through the cancer and, you know, they didn't see me as the big fighter anymore. And I thought, well, why not? You know, I do it for them. And I didn't expect the kind of outpouring I got from around the world of people that, you know, were inspired. And it, I, I didn't do it for that. I, you know, didn't think that was going to happen. And and it really, I'm very, very touched by the literal thousands of people that have um, reached out and told me their stories of how they've, you know, tried because of the show. And so it worked out to be uh, something, again, it was a, you know, I didn't expect that, but it was a wonderful kind of, um, you know, secondary I love it. thing that came out of it. I got to tell you, so like you, I, I'm an entrepreneur and... 
I remember when I was going through my hardest times and everything went wrong. It was an economic situation, changing in laws, and my whole company became completely obsolete overnight. And I was thinking, why, God, why? I've worked so hard. Why? What is it? How could this happen? I thought, no, no, no. They can't, these laws, they can't keep them this way. It's, it's wrong. It's, it's illegal. They, you know, but look at the world today, right? So <laughs> I doubled yep, down. Yep. And even doubling down didn't fix it. And then I finally had to admit, okay, all right. What is the win? The win was what I had learned from all of that which i then took forward and absolutely blew the world apart i mean i I, and i knock on wood i learned so much from my my failings i was in the newspaper one time they said what do you attribute your success to and i said my failings because without them i wouldn't have known how to deal with it we're going to take a break and talk more with glenn stern be right back Can't get enough of Entrepreneur Weekly? Check out our podcast on iTunes for even more content. Subscribe today. Need a mentor? One-on-one online sessions with Entrepreneur Magazine's experts can help you start a business, grow your business, build your brand, fundraise, and more. Book your one-on-one session with experienced business owners and media experts. Jason Pfeiffer, editor-in-chief of Entrepreneur Magazine, can help you perfect your business pitch to media. Businesswoman Kathleen Griffith, founder of Grayson Company, can help improve your growth and marketing strategies. Need guidance on improving your leadership skills? Elizabeth Gore, president of Alice, can help you become a strong, value-driven leader. So what are you waiting for? Book your one-on-one session with Entrepreneur's lineup of experts today. Visit entrepreneur.com slash mentors. Again, that's entrepreneur.com slash mentors. Discover unstoppable industry influencers who celebrate disruptive thinking and game-changing business strategies on Entrepreneur Weekly. Now, here's your host, Alan Taylor. I have one of those such people right here, Glenn Stearns, the undercover billionaire. And uh, kindlending.com is where you can find him right now, CEO and founder. Kindlending.com. And Glenn, you and I are going to have to talk another time about that. I have some ideas for uh, a, a thing I'm doing, which this sounds like the, the perfect fit. So Glenn Stearns, by the way, you can find his show, Undercover Billionaire, on the Discovery. I think uh, Discovery Plus, Discovery Go, Discovery's so big these days. But Glenn, it's now time for you to be our, our professor for the next this segment here, five minutes or so. And I think, you know, I played that song, Life in the Fast Lane. So many people are like... You know, they, they picture themselves, you know, life in the fast lane. It's like, but wait a minute. There's a lot going on out there in the fast lane, and it's very dangerous out there in the fast lane. And have you gone through the school of hard knocks, or did you go to school, or did you go to both to learn what it's going to take out there? So, you know, you've been out there, and you put yourself out there, even on your show. God bless you for that, because that took cojones. But these people are right now in this world with a pandemic on us, with you know, restaurants shutting down. I owned a gym. They shut that sucker down and I sold it. But there are a lot of people right now are having to deal with that pivot. 
So in about three or four minutes, if you could give these folks some advice, i really appreciate it. Sure. I mean, you know, again, it's a, it's a, it's a crazy time. And I think, though, if you're in business, you're always going to find that it doesn't go the way you plan it and that the, the world may be against you. It could be, you know, and everything from weather related to, you know, the different industry, you know, changes to all kinds of things, right? right? right. You, you never know, political, all kinds of things right. happen. And, and so you always have to be prepared to, for change. The reality is, I think, though, that when we're out there and we're trying to create ourselves and a name for ourselves, we have to ask, you know, I, I have so many people and they come at it and they're, they're they got the warrior mentality and they're, you know, kill or be killed and right. all these kind of things. And I say, wait a minute, why don't you just slow it down and realize a few things? And I think people need to, to, to understand who they are and you need to be authentic. When you're an authentic person and you can communicate with people, then you are going to be able to get your point across with people that will care because you have to form relationships. Right. Everything in this world has to do with whether you have people around you, surround yourself with the right people. And when we do come into these troubles, again, whether it's related to anything that, that causes us to have a hiccup in our business, how do we communicate, right? And it's by having that authentic ability to just connect with your people, are, it's going to help you. It's by having the integrity and doing it right. You can call it everything from karma to planting good seeds or bad seeds, whatever you want to call it. But when you act a certain way, and not just when you need it, but throughout your career, you are planting seeds the whole time. And whether they're good or bad seeds, you find out one day because it comes home to roost every right. single time. Right. And so we get ourselves into predicaments and we've got to realize that who have you been throughout your career? And if you're a good person, it will work out. And so I've always looked back on things. I've had some very important mentors when I've been in the deep, darkest of places and they've told me a few things. And one of them was, this too shall pass. Right. Right. I mean, yep. it feels like we're in it forever. It feels like there's no way out. Yep. But if we're good people with integrity and we do and we're authentic and we communicate, we will get through it. We will do it. And if obviously yep. if we work hard and we work harder than other people, then we know that we got something there. You know, you hold your head higher. You you have that confidence and at that point, you're going to be able to achieve things that most people don't achieve because they give up, you know? Yeah, right, right, right. So. I love it. I got to tell you, I love it. And I, you just reminded me, this too shall pass. And that's one of the ones I used when I was going through my time, too. And the, the, the other okay. one was, how to eat an elephant one bite at a time. Because sometimes it seems so, you know, a mountain in front of you of problems. But I love your advice. Face your problems. Go speak to people. Put your heart on the table with honor and integrity. Who would say no to that? And if they do, oh well, right? <laughs> Glenn Stearns, you can watch his show on Discovery, Undercover Billionaire, his company, KindLending.com. Glenn, you have been an absolute joy to be on the show with today. Thank you. Great talking to you, Thank you. I can't wait to uh, meet you in person. And I think uh, Randy was right. Randy, you were right again. All right. <laughs> <laughs> Love Randy. I know it. We'll get him on the show again. Remind people who he is. Uh, this is Entrepreneur Weekly. That's it for us this time. Um, check out our website, entrepreneur.com. We'll see you next week right here. Same time, same channel. 
program is copyrighted by Entrepreneur Media Incorporated.